everyone, and welcome to a Time Shifters podcast, Time Hop Edition. It's been a while since we've done one of these, Tom. Yes, I've been just hopping along waiting to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you have. This time we're going to look at a film that is just uh, it's, uh, being released on VOD on November 7th through Cleopatra Entertainment. A film is called Lion Girl. It was written and directed by Japanese cult film director, director uh, Mutsutaki Kurando and is based on characters created by manga artist Go Nagai. And he is best known for his 1970s creations, including Devilman, Cutie Honey, and Mazinger Z. In an unknown future, the Earth has been decimated by meteorites. The island of Tokyo, now called Neo-Nippon, is all that is left, and survivors have to battle against other humans that have been mutated by the radiation from the fallen rocks. These mutants are called Anoroks. They hunt and kill to drain the life force from their victims. A very few humans who have been exposed to the radiation don't turn into monsters, but become more than human. They become human anoroks and possess extraordinary powers. One such human, a young woman, has become a protector of the weak. As her alter ego, Lion Girl, she comes to the country protecting humans from the bloodthirsty anorok monsters, as well as the despotic ruler of the land who wants Lion Girl's powers. Tori Griffith plays the titular Lion Girl. Damien Tufik Raven appears as her mentor and protector, Shishikura, and Derek Mears as the evil Kaiser Kishi. The movie was filmed in Los Angeles during the COVID-19 lockdown and produced in collaboration with Toei Video. It has been making the festival circuits and will now be available on video on demand as well as physical media on November 7th of 2023 through Cleopatra Entertainment. Tom, I've been thinking about this. Yeah. This film is like the movie equivalent of when you go to a restaurant that everyone's been talking about how great the food is. You order something that sounds delicious. You cannot wait for this food to come. And you sit and you're waiting and you're waiting. You see other people's food coming, you know. It's, it, it, people, waiters are walking by. There's things sizzling. There's things bubbling. The smell, it all smells so fantastic. And you're sitting there and you're waiting. And after a while, like, where's my food? And you find out the waiter forgot to put it in and they knocked off about a half an hour ago. <laughs> And I love that description of it because it's as convoluted as this film. (laughs) Like any film where they literally, literally stop every five minutes to explain what it is you're either about to watch or what you just watched. I I understand if you've got yourself a, a, a... a universe that you are trying to build for people, and this is their first introduction. But dear Lord, these people spoon-fed you every detail, and it still didn't make any sense. It's a shame. I, I feel like the, the premise and what they were kind of how, how how they sell this film. You think it's going to be like the next Power Rangers or something like that? Oh, and actually, that is my. I literally described this movie to someone today as what if you took Power Rangers and Star Wars and mashed them together? The problem is the film just keeps promising you things and then never delivers. Oh yeah. The entire film, you are building up. You're thinking you're finally going to get this final big epic battle. And it doesn't happen. 
and it le and after you sit there for two hours, you don't leave this film as anything other than frustrated. I, I was kind of bracing for that to to be the case when you would see just like the training sessions or our heroine doing martial arts moves that look like somebody just kind of sort of described to her how to do those as opposed to actually taught her how to do them. <laughs> I did. I forgot to look up the runtime. Do you have the runtime? It, it is nearly two hours. I don't have the exact runtime, but it is nearly two hours. I long. thought it was even or longer than hours. that. Yeah. I, I swear to God, this felt like it was two and a half hours long. And even then, uh, like, uh, it felt like a week. It was painful to watch this. Yeah, no, it's it's just over two hours. I think in, IMDb says it's two hours and one minute, but, you know, the one minute's probably the closing credits or something like that. Did you stay for all the closing credits? There it was a there was an end scene. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do believe I did, but it's already left my head. <laughs> I remember there was one. I just don't remember what happened, and I literally watched it last night. It was so disappointing. I really thought this was going to be something sort of fun. I knew it was going to be on the cheap. Sure. But I thought it would be fun, and I thought there would be some, at least on something like this, I figured you'd at least have some decent fight scenes. Sure. And I think you're right. I, I think our, our actress, Tori Griffith, I get the feeling she doesn't actually know any martial arts or how to do the sword play. Right. That should be like the most minimum requirement for a role in a film like this. The first fight scene where she is Lion Girl, apparently there is a a psychic battle and it views on screen just like you would think it would if you sat, stood outside two people who had psychic powers and watched them battle psychically. Nothing happens. Yeah, they just stand there staring at each other. Yeah, and then at one point, somebody's head explodes. Right. <laughs> like, I've had better <laughs> movies where people's heads explode that uh, at least I knew why. <laughs> and here's the thing. What I would give it credit for is there is a world in there that is... It's an interesting premise. It's, uh, it, it's worth seeing and discovering, but I feel like they just crammed it all in in there so that they could get to the lion girl part, which then was also lame. You've got superhuman powers. You got people turning into like almost Giver like, you know, create, well, Giver, Giver like creations ordered from wish, but, <laughs> um, you've got, Timu. <laughs> you got cyborgs. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of really great stuff in this world and we only get hints of it. And then they don't actually even do anything with any of it. I, I thought we were going to end up at the end of this film with like a super powered team. Sure. We don't. No. <laughs> and I, I'm going to pick this moment to bring up. I don't have a problem with nudity in film, but this was just nudity for nudity's sake. It's yeah. it, it, like there was no reason for any of it. And even when uh, like the seek the opening sequence where it's basically just a room full of naked people. Um, I think it was supposed to be a bathhouse, so there's some logic there. Yeah, 
but they weren't using it as such, and they're all standing there looking ominous. And when several of the characters all turn into the anoraks, I, I noticed we only opted for like facial makeup and prosthetics so that we wouldn't cover the nude bodies. And that was probably all this film could afford. <laughs> probably, but I just somebody just wanted to see TNA as much as possible and a little D on the side. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a, a real problem. Like like I like you were saying, you know, I don't have a problem with nudity in in a in a film and I'm sure like 14-year-old me would have thought this was the greatest film in the world. <laughs> Perhaps. But there's only really a couple reasons to have nudity in a film is one, if it actually makes sense for the the character and the story, and two, for titillation. Right. And this was neither. <laughs> for the most part, this was neither. Yeah. Now, I do think someone was getting some fantasies fulfilled or whatever when you'd have the all-nude torture scenes. Sure. Yeah, I struggle to talk about it because, I mean, you kind of... And not that I'm recommending that you see it, but... <laughs> But, I mean, watching it, you get nothing out of it other than somebody thought it was just fun to have them all stand around naked. I did notice, and this is, maybe this is just a mix of the Japanese and the U.S. hang-ups on nudity and being a little different. Mm -hmm. This film has absolutely no issue with full frontal male nudity. Right. The guys are there in all their flaccid glory. The women, however, are... All supposed to also be completely naked, but their crotches are almost always covered by shadow or steam. It's very bizarre. Yeah, everyone wanted them to look like Barbie dolls from the waist down. And yeah, because I, I couldn't even make out. Did they just insist that everybody shave or have they actually digitized out um, between the legs? Not that I care, but I mean, it was just kind of like... It was just an odd choice. It it, 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 it actually stands out because of everything you're seeing on him and what you're not seeing on her. <laughs> the one thing, and shifting away from that, but it, it is a cultural thing, because this is a, uh, a very Japanese-inspired film. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But with more than a few American touches along the way and the fact that it's also straight up English, mm -hmm. there were a lot of terms and terminology used during the film that was straight up Japanese culture that because of the way that it was introduced, it, it was a little it, too much of a mix. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, uh, like the... I forgot the character's name already. The uh, her uh, mentor and caretaker and father figure, right? Kept referring to uh, 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 it's the so-called way, and I'm like, I don't know what that is. And of all the things that you've explained in this entire film, you didn't explain what that was. <laughs> was it talking about the the yakuza? No, I knew what that was. Uh, okay, he had yeah. some other terminology he was throwing around, mm. and we didn't get into that at all. <laughs> like, no, no. Nor the explanation of, like, the big tattoo on her back. It had a special name as well. And... Yeah, they said it at one point, uh, and that had meaning, but those would be things that maybe we should delve into. But, I mean, 
they tr crammed too much into this. It, it, if you wanted this to be the introduction of this character, we really kind of need to go through the full like origin story. And they kind of touched on it, but it didn't really set a tone. No, no. And they did tease, or you might even say threaten, <laughs> that there would be other films. Sure. Uh, the, there was one fourth wall breaking moment during uh, Lion Girl's training when there's this voiceover about all her great adventures and, and training, and then she looks to the camera and like, but that's another story, wink. Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> and while we're going through all of that, uh, aside from the dramatic amount of exposition done in some of the worst ways possible, this thing suffered from so many... I, I was getting lost for a while there in how many times we flashed back versus flash forward to... to it was getting difficult to see, understand where we were in the timeline of this thing because it just bounced around so much. It had trouble finding a, a tone because mm -hmm. when they were doing some of the flashbacks, I really felt like they were pushing for like... A, like this should be funny when when her mentor uh, Shishikura shows up in the flashback with the giant afro and everything. Yeah. It's like, is this supposed to be funny? Am I supposed to laugh? I, you know, I don't. I don't get this. And that maybe is that your homage to like seventies exploitation because this film is definitely following in that kind of vein as well with all the nudity and everything. Yeah, I, that, that's just... I, I don't know what this was really trying to be. It, it's like it took every terrible movie and said, let's take something from all of them. Yeah, and you know, learning a little bit more about the, um, you know, where the characters came from, I, I kind of wonder, go Nagai, what did he think about his characters being used <laughs> or characters uh, inspired by his works being used in this film I, I i see that he was involved but it's like I, I haven't seen anything where he like uh voices any opinion after the fact yeah so i think it's a uh a do not recommend from both of us yeah i'd say that's safe to say yeah I, I, I can't fathom you wanting to sit through two hours of this it is visually i think fun at times sure. and i'm not just talking about the nudity <laughs> i mean it's just it there was so much promise and it's just not realized yeah no it, it was just it was chaos uh there's some good ideas in there but they didn't get fleshed out in this film all right well should you all want to give it a sh give it a go it will be available november 7th um it'll be on the uh, physical media and video on demand go and uh, seek it out if that is your thing Otherwise, yeah, this is one I think you can skip. We'll be back in about a week with a full episode. Until then, thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you all later. Bye, everybody. See ya.